The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Virginia and Christopher Hart. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Virginia. Hello, everybody. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's search engine optimization channel or stream it on SEMSynergy.com. We encourage all of you to go there, download it, uh, but of course listen to this show first. We're going to jump into the new interest-based ads from Google. Those are here. Uh, They're coming. We're going to see what they mean. What do you think they are, Chris? In many cases, it's a, I look at it as maturing a product for the offering of the advertiser to match them closer to the user, to continue to show, um, to continue to allow the engines to, or specifically Google, to supply a better response time. There are tons of ads that I see on a regular basis that are completely inappropriate for me as, as a sum, you know. So I, I, I don't mind necessarily getting ads that are, more focused on my interests, my intent, my needs, um, as long as I can clearly have a way of, if, if they're following me in some way, to opt out of the following. It was interesting. I, I was able to talk to David earlier today, and one of his points was he ran a magazine, and um, I hate to give away his story, but it's a really interesting point. He ran a magazine, and he would do yearly reader surveys. And um, he one of the once they added ads to the um, list of the things that people like most about the magazine, it was always like the second or third thing on the list. And just because it's part of if you're some an enthusiast about a certain topic, uh, ads are just as important to you as non-commercial content because I mean that you want to know what's going on. You want to know what the next big thing is. Well, that's really how spam works. Uh, if I was looking to go on a trip to Hawaii and all of a sudden I had email that talked about a trip to Hawaii, whether it would have previously been spam or not, suddenly it matches my interest. So uh, I think that the reason people send out spam emails all the time is that there's some people out there that are thinking about what that spam is about. Therefore, it's not spam to them. Mm-hmm. And if enough people feel that way, they can open it up and this company can make money providing a service appropriate for the interest of that particular person. I've seen a statistic that said if you really do this, this is published by, I think, Clarity a few years back, uh, they think that the click-through rate on the ads, if it is appropriate, more appropriate than a normal ad for your interest, will go up a factor of four to one. Now, I don't know how you think Google makes money. But I think they make money by people clicking on ads. And 
Uh, it would make sense. <laughs> yep. And a factor of four to one? That's huge. Now, there are a lot of publishing companies that use ad servers on their own, and there's technology for targeting, right? And they're targeting their audience, right? I don't see the difference for any aspect. It's just the user is so connected to the action of looking and receiving the ad. And on the topic of publishing, there are many cases, a magazine or a periodical or even catalogs will go out in multiple formats with the same content, just look and feel design and the layout is more appropriate to different audience. They're being targeted, but people don't have an issue receiving a magazine that's more appropriate towards them. Well, I think the, the problem comes in, obviously, the, the big um, objection to interest-based ads has come from privacy advocates, but um, you can say, okay, Google's letting you opt out, mm-hmm. but there's still always this talk about Google is this big brother, you know, right. and... Um, on the topic of privacy advocates, um, on one hand, thank God for privacy advocates because they're there to keep everybody thinking and protect the unknowing that aren't smart enough to take advantage of opting out, right, or, for, or from being taken advantage. But on the other hand, they're also the people that, as much of the, you know, the maelstrom of the issue occurs, they're the ones stirring the dirt, kind of making it a big issue. So, really, how big is the issue? I don't know. Well. I mean, how much of the issue would go away if it wasn't an opt-out but an opt-in? So mm-hmm. Most people don't know how to opt-out and won't take the time to opt-out even if they wanted to. Yes. I think that if you made it an opt-in, most people wouldn't opt-in, at which time it doesn't make sense for the search engines to really do it. Right. There'd have to be some sort of catalyst for them to say, hey, I really want to get targeted ads. And I think if you took a poll of most of the people, well, certainly the people doing organic SEO, they don't want the ads to be more relevant. They'd be totally happy if the ads were less relevant. So uh, is this a case of the vocal minority, the SEOs, uh, stirring the pot and trying to get this uh, going, kiboshed? Or is it... Uh, the people that really are paying for these ads that want to reach a targeted audience and not have as much fraud because their competition saw it instead of who they wanted to reach, are those the people that are, are complaining? I mean, it, it, I think it'll cut fraud. I think it'll be more targeted. I think people will make more money. I think that's what commerce is supposed to be. Google wants to make more money. What's wrong with the people running the ads making more money if it'll reach the right people? Yeah, I, I think it's just an, e- an easy convergence of people who are suddenly realizing real time and response to what they're doing is so close because people have been tracked the trends and their likes and dislikes have been tracked for you know many many years now, decades, eons. There's tons of reports you can buy on tracking people. Right. Yeah. And. Uh um, there's more to talk about this, and we're going to talk about it coming up on the show. Again, we've got David Zatella after the break, so stick around for that. Uh, more SEM Synergy is on the way. SEM Synergy is now on iTunes. Write us a review and tell us how much you love us. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. 
Andy. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Here's your bill. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com or what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by David Satella, CEO of Clicks Marketing and host of the Webmaster Radio show, PPC Rockstars. Thanks for coming on the show, David. Thank you, Virginia. So we're actually hanging out at SES New York right now, and you've got an express site clinic coming up in a couple of hours. What's that entail? Well, it's not—it's less of a site clinic than it is a campaign clinic. So what I do is I ask the people in the audience to volunteer some of the keywords that they're bidding on in their paid search campaign, and then I'll type in the keywords and look at the ad that comes up, and then I'll just rip, tear the ad to pieces, <laughs> embarrass the person in the audience, uh, but they usually are very grateful for that, and then I'll click through to the landing page, and I tear their landing page apart and tell them what they should be doing differently, and you know, it's all good fun, but they really, really get a lot out of it. I get, it sounds like everyone benefits from it, even though it's a... Uh a little embarrassing. It is a little embarrassing, but you know, I try to make it fun, and everyone has fun, uh, so that kind of uh, uh, lightens the blow to some extent. Um, and but I get after after the last one I did, which was the first one I had done at, at SES, uh, I got some great feedback from people that were really grateful, and that's what I love to hear. You know, I, I hear from my listeners and people that read the stuff I write. Um, I made a million dollars. You know, my, my results are a million dollars better just based on what you told me. That's you know, that's a huge I love that. difference. Yeah. Um, okay, so today on the show we've been talking about intent-based ads. Uh, what's your feeling on it? Have you gotten a chance to try it out at all? Intent-based ads. From Google, the new... Oh, the... Um, what do they call that? Interest-based. Oh, interest-based. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Yes, that's right. Um, 
No, nobody has. They, uh, as far as I know, I don't think there's even a private beta of it yet. Oh, okay. So no, we haven't tried it. Okay. I, I think it's. I think it sounds great. I think it's. Uh, it's a. It's a very ingenious way to make sure that privacy is respected. So they're not collecting data without people knowing it, without the the user knowing it. They're saying, what kind of ads would you like to see? Uh, do we, if we have time, I'll tell you a little story. Sure. Okay. Um, in the early '80s, I was a, I was a magazine editor, a computer magazine, a PC magazine, and uh, we regularly surveyed. Every year, we surveyed the readers to say which parts of the magazine do you like best. And we were, of course, listing the columns and the features and news and things like that. One one year, we decided we'd put in the ads, and every year thereafter, we noticed that the readers ranked the ads as number two or three in their top interests. So basically what that said to us, or at least proved it, because it's kind of intuitively obvious, that people that are enthusiasts on a topic want the advertising, because the advertising is as informative or as much of their enthusiast experience as the editorial is. And if you think about it, they want to know what new products are coming out, they want to tell their friends, they want to be the first one to buy, that kind of stuff. So I think interest-based uh, advertising is brilliant. It's just saying, tell us what you're interested in, and we'll make sure we don't show you ads that you're, you're disinterested in. We're only going to show you ads that, that we think fall within your interest zone. It won't be perfect, but it certainly will be better you know, for the, for the reader of the website and the advertisers because they're matched up better. See what I mean? Right. Certainly, it seems to benefit those parties, but what do you think about the people that are up in arms about privacy concerns? Do you think that it's, it's being handled well? Then? Well, I mean, I, I, I can't understand um, a, an argument that would say, uh, by, ask, by Google asking people, what are you interested in, privacy is being invaded. Um, you know, it reminds me of guys... Uh, Guy Kawasaki's uh, keynote this morning. You know, you don't like what I say, don't follow me. Block me. You know, turn the channel. Right. It's, it's like the people that, that, that are up in arms about bad TV programming. Well, you know, there's an on-off switch. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see the pri- privacy implications of Google's interest-based stuff at all. I don't get it. Okay. What about um, computers with multiple users? Is that going to pose a problem? That's one of the imperfections. Um, I don't know how many of those there are. Um, I'd be surprised if, if Google hadn't considered that. And we'll, we'll, uh, here's the way I think they'll do it. Um, Google wants people, each individual, let's say in a family, to have a separate Google account, a uh, separate login to, to the search engine itself. So that's one way. I mean, I don't know the details, but I'd be very surprised if that wasn't the way that they would try to distinguish between different users on the same computer. Sure, yeah. Um, okay, so changing the topic a bit, since we're here at SES, you're going to be speaking on Thursday at a session called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, PPC Black Hat Tactics. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, it obviously raises eyebrows initially because you've got this black hat and that always throws people off. But then it says, don't be afraid of the dark. So, like, it, what's the, um, the balance that's going on here? Well, um the whole black hat, white hat, gray hat thing is really interesting to me because um, my attitude is if it's possible to uh, for somebody smart to figure out an advantage and it does not violate any terms of service of anybody, then it's white hat. So 
Um, others would disagree with me. Others would say if, you, if, if someone's smart enough to have an unfair competitive advantage, that in, in, in and of itself is black hat because one has a competitive advantage. The, 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 the playing field is not level. Okay, so you can see where my attitude is. It's, you know, if you spend the time and effort to figure out something very, very clever that gives you a competitive advantage, that's called capitalism, <laughs> right? Uh, now, if it violates the terms of service, that's a different story, you know, if, or, or if it hurts someone, you know, if you want to... I, I think I've had these conversations with my kids, you know, you basically... I know what it was. My, my youngest daughter, uh, when she was 15, I think, uh, said, Dad, I think I figured out what you do for a living. You manipulate people. And I said, well, let's talk about the word manipulate. Uh, manipulation is when you do something, when you convince somebody to do something that hurts them. I do persuasion. Persuasion is when you convince somebody to do something that helps them. Okay? So, I don't know how this relates to Black Hat. I'm sure we'll come to it. But, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, that's my attitude. There are, there are plenty of... Uh, you know, to some extent, everything that we do, uh, me and the other speakers here and the writers and uh, my, the people that come on my radio show, um, we're opening up the kimono and helping people understand clever things that we figured out that they can benefit from. And most of what's going to happen in this black hat thing, I think, I don't know for sure, but I think most of the stuff, certainly what I'm going to talk about is uh, everything that I talk about will be perfectly legal, will be within the terms of services of, of all the search engines, and to me that's white hat. So... It's almost as if I'm mis misrepresenting myself by being on a black hat uh, panel. And that's kind of along the lines of what Jamie Smith from Engine Ready said as well. Did he say that? Yeah, that this was maybe um, not the best term, black okay. hat. Okay, yeah. Well, it sells seats. <laughs> and by the way, Jamie's, Jamie's uh, I'm looking forward to Jamie's session because he's a brilliant guy and uh, one of the only people I ever met that grew up on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's a cool place. Um, what else are you going to do while you're here at the conference? Uh, I'm going to talk too much until I'm hoarse. I'm going to drink too much and eat too much and see a lot of friends. And then uh, tomorrow night, um, we're having a reprise of something we did at SMX West a few months ago, which is the Drunken PBC Rockstars Roundtable. Uh, it's going to be much different this time. There will be less drunkenness, uh, more coherence, and uh, uh, even some planning, some, some setup. So I'm really looking forward to that because basically this time it will be the way I wanted it to be, which is you know, basically a microphone in the middle of a table that could be anywhere in a restaurant where you know, six or so, maybe eight, maybe ten, I don't know the exact number, we'll sit around and have a few drinks together and talk about our favorite topic. <laughs> You know, and swap lies and horror stories and, you know, client horror stories and, and just have fun. And I, I actually think it's going to be um, not just entertaining but useful to, to listeners. And that's going to be this week's uh, We don't know show. when it's going to... Uh, it's going, we're going to tape it on uh, tomorrow night. Okay. But I don't know when it's going to be broadcast. Okay, so you'll have to keep checking back yes. to um, the PPC Rockstars page on Webmaster right. Radio. Um, and I'm just going to say that there's plenty more about... PPC that people can find on your blog, clicksmarketing.com slash blog, and that's clicks with an X. And uh, you can follow David on Twitter, that's Zetella, S-Z-E-T-E-L-A. And also tune into PPC Rockstars on 4 on Mondays, which is also available through, through iTunes as well. 
Thanks for coming on the show, David. Thank you. Can I plug my uh, weekly column? Okay, Search Engine Watch, Profitable PPC. Uh, I think it's coming out every Thursday or maybe every other Thursday. Um, but I've written 27 installments that uh, are, it's supposed to help people start from square one, total, I don't know anything about PPC, and take them all the way through expertise. And 27 of them so far. In 27 yeah, uh, so far. articles. Yeah, I think it'll be over 50 eventually. Okay, very good. And um, stick around for more SEM Synergy after this short break. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to thousands of subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours article distribution at its easiest one form one click thousands of results get your free account today at articlesender.com that's article s-e-n-d-e-r.com are you happy with your landing page performance discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncritic.com brought to you by engine ready Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. Go behind the scenes of SCM Synergy with their Facebook fan page. Search for SCM Synergy Podcast on Facebook now. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SCM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SCM Synergy. This is Susan. And before the break, Virginia spoke to David Satella of Clicks Marketing to see his thoughts on Google's new interest-based ads. We're back now with Virginia and longtime Bruce Clay analyst Fernando Chavez to speculate on what organic search would look like if interest-based factors were added into the mix. Now, obviously, um, you know, as, as Virginia said with uh, David, Google's, you know, bringing in these new interest-based ads, they're targeting you know like like msn has been doing for a long time um targeting demographics and interests and not even behaviors and, de- it's, and it's categories web history browser history right and yeah incorporating the fact that they stalk everybody on the web <laughs> everywhere and bringing in well we know that this particular person goes to these sites They've so therefore categorized a number of of interest um topics 
and um, based on your browsing history and then are bringing up AdSense ads and um, YouTube ads right now is where they're testing um, related to those topics and okay. categories. So I just wanted to know, I mean, we've been talking about this a lot at Bruce Clay as far as behavioral and personalization as we've been talking about it. Now we've got a new term that we can refer to it by, interest-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and would it change the way that you do your SEO? Well, um, you know, for me personally, I think that it's important to understand what Google is trying to do and what things they may be trying uh, to factor into their algorithm. Um, but what I almost always come back to is, you know, what you just said, how does this affect how I optimize a website? And nine times out of ten, it doesn't really affect the things that I do throughout the site in terms of title tags, uh, anything, uh, you know, content-based that we change to uh, center on particular keywords. Um, so I don't think that um, it would affect how I optimize a website. I think that it's important to be able to understand what's going on. So let's say you're, uh, um, you have a client and uh, some of their uh, competitors have uh, increased rankings. You may have an explanation for why uh, or what may be going on. Similarly, if you're an in-house SEO you would want to be able to explain that to your bosses. Um, but I don't think that beyond making your site useful and targeting uh, certain demographics that you think would convert well, uh, I don't see what you could do beyond that that would influence rankings. So well, you say that you wouldn't do anything to change the content, but what about building the content in the first place? I mean, I think that's really where these where the big changes come in when you're talking about behavioral, when you're talking about personalization, when you're talking about interest-based things, you know, before you had the words on your page and your page was useful. Mm -hmm. All right, that's all Google wanted. Now you have to be talking to the right demographic about it. So you not only have to be talking about the information, you have to be talking about the other things that interest people in relation to your topic. Because Mm -hmm. that's going to tie into, you know, I like... I like kicks and I like Skippy peanut butter and I do a lot of searches for peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Maybe I have a four year old, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. And so those things then maybe tie into the fact that I'm searching on Crayola.com. And so they're going to serve up ads that are more to- toddler preschool friendly right. instead of tween friendly maybe mm-hmm. but okay so as an analyst though i have to sit down and think of how google could have built that into their algorithm and you brought up a good point in terms of having additional content um i think that but for me th- having more content has always been a given right i don't think that i can sit down and anticipate what google would deem a related content in an effort to try and influence rankings for one particular keyword uh what well, i try to do is increase the category was I'm sorry? It, it would if you knew how they were defining an interest category. Yeah, but how do we know that? Well, I mean, at the moment, the only people who give away that information is uh, Microsoft Live. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their ads are categorized by uh, behavioral category. I can't think of what they actually call them. Um, the KSP tool does it, though. That's what the information is pulling. Mm-hmm. And so if then you know that this particular keyword, which otherwise might not seem like it means anything to you, mm-hmm. if you know that it actually relates to teenagers, well, now it's got a different blush on it, and you can start 
writing content and around that. You can start adding in engagement objects that are more relevant to that. So you, you start creating videos that are now hosted on YouTube, and so that's tying it back into your content. Mm-hmm. And all of those things are great, and and I think that the reason you would want to spend time doing those is because it makes your site more likely um, to be interesting, and people will want to link to it. Uh, I think that um, one of the more direct effects on rankings from doing a lot of the things that you've just suggested is because it builds your link profile. It creates more links naturally to your website, and in the end, that's a good thing. Uh, but when it comes well, to, that's how it I mean, it increases long tail uh, traffic for a lot of terms that uh, that are on pages that have links to them, etc. But when you're targeting a specific keyword, I think that building more content on your site that is centered around that term and long tail uh, keywords related to that term is a much more uh, effective way to spend at least my time. Uh, I would potentially, you know, tell a client to build out another section of their site uh, targeted for a particular user or, uh, or demographic that they have in mind. But from, from, my, from my standpoint and from trying to increase rankings for a particular keyword, either creating more content about that keyword or developing links from relevant sites about that keyword is the best way to increase rankings and increase traffic for any terms that we've been contracted right. to Well, that's the ball game, isn't it? Right. Is, is getting the traffic and getting the people onto your page in a way that's going to interest them enough to convert. Right. And Period. and and it's um, you know continues to be important to uh, try and keep people on your site and and make your site as sticky as possible and get people interested in it. Yeah. And and that's you know just another reason to make your content useful. All right. Bottom line, keep doing what you're doing. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. Um, send your internet marketing questions to SEMSynergy at BruceClay.com and come back next week uh, when we'll be talking about the Vince algorithm update. Visit SEMSynergy.com for info on this week's guest and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.